Welcome to Achieve More, the high-performance transformation podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Scheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. Episode number five, Project Success Factor Checklist. So in continuing along my trend of trying to introduce uh, simple ways for non-project managers to plan and manage projects successfully, uh, one of the simplest tools, but I think a really useful tool is to set up uh, to set up your projects for success is to use a project setup checklist. And for those of you who are following along episode to episode, episode number four last week, uh, we introduced this as one of the, the four ways that you can uh, start to build a project uh, plan if you don't have any project planning uh, background. Uh, so a pr- project success factor is really useful for that. Um, I use them actually as a bit of an audit at the beginning, the middle, and the end of my projects uh, to help me uh, to begin to sort of set up and make sure I've got all the different things that I need set up for my project. Then in the middle of the project, it's sort of, you know, am I following along the project successfully? And at the end, it's it's a nice little audit of whether I've done the project properly or not. So um, before I introduce some of the ones, so I'm going to tell you my, my favorite things that I have on my checklist from in terms of what makes a successful project. Uh, and, and I guess I will just say this caveat uh, to start. Uh, there are probably thousands of lists on the internet. You can Google this uh, for what makes for a successful project. I use uh, input from um, surveys, international surveys from organizations that I trust. Uh, ProSci does a great one on uh, annually that I participate in on uh, successful change management projects. And it's very similar to sort of the transformation kind of projects that uh, that I've been talking to you folks about. So I like to use that. I use some other research from the Project Management Institute and other places, but then I kind of marry that with my own experience. After doing hundreds of projects, it's pretty clear to me uh, what are what I think are some of the, the most obvious characteristics of a successful project. So I'm going to give you my characteristics, but basically this is my long-winded way of saying, look, if you've got other things that you think are more important for your projects, then you, you can use those as well. All right. So without further ado, uh, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, Number one, uh, effective and consistent planning. And those words are used on purpose. So effective planning isn't planning that's slapdash. It's planning that is is thoughtful and proactive on your project. So this is where a checklist really helps out. Um, I find that successful projects have spent some time doing some planning right at the front of the project about what it is we're trying to do, why we're trying to do it, what are what is a successful project for this particular project, creating the project controls, getting your stakeholders aligned, all of that good fun stuff. In the transformation framework that I've introduced to, to you uh, in previous um, podcast episodes, it, it actually has the very first um, phase in that framework is foundations and that's the planning stage where you sit down and you think why am I doing this project what are the deliverables what are the outcomes what are the project controls and you create those project controls in that first uh, phase what I see a lot of inexperienced people do is either 
not do the planning and just kind of rush to doing the, the fun stuff or rush to collecting information and analyzing it without putting in any structure or controls. Um, or they start to create some of those things then never go back to them. I think the risk management tool is a classic example of something that everybody does at the beginning and then they kind of forget about it in the heat of the battle. So on my checklist for projects, am I doing effective and consistent planning? Am I doing fulsome planning or am I skipping that to get to the work? Uh, number two, stakeholder mapping. I think a uh, anybody who's taken any sort of course from me or anything, you know how much I emphasize this. Uh, st- doing uh, effective uh, stakeholder analysis and figuring out who are the stakeholders who are impacted by this project, uh, what is this going to mean for them? How am I going to communicate, engage, and support those stakeholders? That is a huge part of success, even on small projects. On smaller projects, I might use less structure, but I'll still do that activity. I think if you don't do that, that's where you start to um, run into some landmines and some problems. So that's on my checklist too. Number three, uh, effective change management and communications. I separate the two because lots of people think change management really is only communications. Uh, but to me it's different so absolutely even for smaller projects again this is something maybe if it's a smaller project i don't do a complicated or detailed plan change management plan but i will think of what are the change management supports what are the communication supports that i want for those different stakeholders if point number two is stakeholder mapping and stakeholder analysis then this point point number three is what are the supports the communication channels etc they're going to use again, to engage and support those stakeholders. So I'll have that as a checklist. And I don't want to go too far down my project uh, without that uh, thinking about the change management communications. You can get through some of the initial foundational stuff, um, but I wouldn't want to get too far without it. Uh, Tip number four uh, that I look at, uh, success factor is effective risk management. I should probably say effective and consistent risk management again, because this is one of those ones that typically people do at the beginning, but they don't do after that. And so it's absolutely important to think about both issues and risks right at the beginning of your project and think about what you're going to do to mitigate them. I think it is a super important skill set to do throughout a project. Again, even small projects, it's useful because every project runs, runs into challenges, every single one. And I think it's really important to do this throughout. So again, that's sort of, I'm going to check and see, do I have my risk? Do I have, I done my risk assessment yet? Um, Do I have my mitigation plans in place? If not, I don't check it off yet. Uh, Another factor for success uh, is strong, vocal, and visible senior leadership. Um, This is even more important for big complex projects or projects with um, politics attached to it. And, This is super important because it it helps out if you're managing a project and you need to manage laterally across different units in your organization, or maybe you need to manage, uh, you have people on your project team that aren't from your unit and don't report to you, and there's really no reason for them to necessarily follow your orders per se. So in situations like that, I find having... uh, strong, vocal, visible senior leadership saying, yes, here's the project, here's who's the project manager. They might reach out to you. Um, Please uh, give them all respect and support. Uh, Things like that really help. It also helps when you get to the point of uh, the challenge when you're trying to convince all your different stakeholders of of your future state vision, the vision for where you want to take the project or the solution. Uh, 
knowing that you've got uh, the vocal support of the leadership team behind you in selling that vision helps out tremendously from a stakeholder engagement perspective. Now, the next thing uh, that I do, and again, for those of you who've taken courses from me, you'll, you'll hear me talk about this a lot. It's not just the senior leadership, it's the middle management as well. And there are lots of, of surveys that, that reflect this, uh, but I found this absolutely from experience that the middle managers sort of caught from the upper in between the upper management uh, and the staff below them. And the middle managers are the ones who need to convert the vision that the, the upper management team might have and sort of sell it to the staff and make sure the staff are engaged, etc. So I have been on projects where the upper management or the senior management team are very supportive of the project. That might be their project. Uh, they could be sponsors. But if the middle management don't understand it and don't want to see it happen, uh, then they can be the break for it, uh, for the project even completing, much less being successful. So I think about both levels of management. Uh, the next one that's, uh, this might seem like a, a, an obvious thing, but it doesn't always happen uh, from a success factors perspective is having realistic scope and timelines. Uh, and so one of the first things you want to do in that foundation stage is doing a can even be a quick and dirty project charter, but really nailing down what's in scope and what's out of scope, and what are the timelines for the project. And I think one of the biggest challenges constantly faced in the community sector and in the broader public sector uh, is uh, unrealistic timelines, or you've started a project and then the timelines shift. Uh, more often than not, it would be that the project doesn't get approved until later than expected, but you're still expected to have start, started the work before you've even been approved to, to start it. And uh, that can be really difficult. So I put that as my checklist too. Do I, do I know what the scope is? Is it realistic? Is it not? Do I have some worries there? Do I need to do something to confine the scope? Um, what do I have uh, set up in my toolbox to help me with scope creep? Where do I think scope creep is going to happen, and what am I going to do when it does happen? Um, and then finally, really, it's uh, consistent application of effective tools is what I call it. So having uh, industry standard project controls uh, is really useful, even if you're not a trained project manager. Having a project plan uh, that is structured appropriately having a risk management tool that covers uh, basic industry standards, having a communication plan the same way, having a change management plan, having those effective tools that you know are industry standard really, really, really helps with a successful project because they make sure that you, they cover many of the gaps that happen uh, when you're just sort of making it up on the fly. Okay, so that's my, that's my top list. Really quickly, I'll just go over it again. Uh, number one was effective and consistent planning. Uh, number two is stakeholder analysis and mapping. Number three is change management and communications. Number four is effective risk management. Number five is strong, vocal, and visible senior leadership. Uh, number six is support from middle managers. Number seven is realistic scope and timelines. And number eight is consistent application of effective tools. And so what I do is I look for those factors in each of my projects uh, to see if I can get success. And again, just wanted to remind you from a sort of a continuous improvement uh, perspective, don't just use that checklist at the beginning of the project. Absolutely, it is super useful for, for setting up a project for success, but use it in the middle to make sure you don't lose your way when push comes to shove. Sometimes we drop some of those things. You can also use it at the very end uh, as an audit to see how you've done uh, for the project.
Um, okay. I think that's everything. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you found it really useful, uh, please share it with uh, anybody else you think who might be able to use this. And I'll include links for that uh, for our podcast in the, uh, in the podcast notes as well. Have a great week project managing. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss it. Thanks again and have a great week.